1: When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Slap, Les différents podcasts de frappe.
0: Arsenal have been through that mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the other the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The different
1: knock podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the martinelli Saka smith podcast, a light-hearted look at Arsenal with Alexander Penny and my very good friend, Bradley Adams. That was a nice little crack this morning. Mm. Adams. Mm-hmm. We're back, baby.
0: We're back. Apologies we for missed... our brief break. We... Well, no. We no mi- apologies. We took a rest. Yeah, no apologies.
1: We're yeah, back. Fuck you. Fighting <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, I went to Dubai Um, Did you? No one would have known. Yeah, I I don't know if I mentioned it, but I went to Dubai. I was in Dubai. Um, So I was in Dubai, Brad, if I didn't didn't tell you. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I was in Dubai. Um, It was good, thanks for asking. Yeah, um, it was... uh, (laughs) Do you know what? It is a mad place. Mm. It is mad. Have you ever been? No, no. It's like a bunch of 17-year-old boys designed it. It's... It's wild. It's like it's like a load of seventeen-year-olds sat around and were literally like, "Oh, mate, should we just like should we just like build the, like the tallest building in the world and then just like have like a have like a like an aquarium and then like a and then like a like a like a, like, a, like a harbor next to it and then just like there could be like I don't know like 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 go karting and like like off roading and shit. It's like it's just everywhere is like an entertainment facility. <laughs> it is mental. One thing I I don't get, you know, obviously like the Burj Khalifa or I, I'm not particularly
0: sure how you say it um is the tallest building in the world it's because of a fat spike on top
1: how that's
0: not a building that's just going i'm gonna build my building to this point and then to get the record stick a bit of metal on top
1: (laughs) it makes i'm like that's not a bit like (laughs) can you use that spike no no yeah you just you can't stand on it although people have i think people have stood on it so there you go uh which must have been fucking terrifying um but uh, what I was gonna say, oh yeah, there, there's somewhere else that's building an even taller building that I think I can't remember where it is, I mean it might be in like Abu Dhabi or something. So in response, so they've started building that building and they've gone ahead with it. So in response, Dubai are now building an even taller building. <laughs> it is it's a bunch of 17 year olds. It's like you don't need a taller building. You don't. You just 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 like I don't know, put it into the roads <sighs> or something. All the roads as well are like nine lanes. It's like it's like it's like they had an adult in the room. They were like, We've got to have roads. They're like, all right, okay, well. Well, we'll have nine lanes. So, <laughs> it's just so stupid. So, we missed the West Ham game, which was a lot of fun. We might discuss, but we should we'll probably give it a, get on to a little it. shout out. The mm. game from yesterday. Uh, the only game that went ahead, Arsenal four, Leeds one at Ellen Road. Um, a star is born. A star is born, mate. Can I go first with my word of the game? Go on. Go, go on. Treat is it yourself. Is it star or born or A or
0: is you can have a phrase. You can have a phrase. Can then I? We'll give you that. I need to turn the light on because
1: of my beard and, and the colour of this. It looks like I'm just melting into one. Yeah, you look like a Sith Lord. <laughs> Do it. Very handsome Sith Lord. Uh I'm going to go with Star, oh, mate.
0: Alex, you know how to talk to me.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I was late, so I have to be nice. Um, Come on. <laughs> Brad sent me a, a Delia Smith gif at 10 past nine when I was still asleep going... Let's be having you. Where are you? <laughs> uh, my word of the game is star. My word of the game is star. It has to be. Um, I think there are certain games where I think there was a there's an Alexis Sanchez game, and I'm not making the comparison, but let's be honest, it's it's there. Um, there was an Alexis Sanchez game against West Ham uh, where he, I think, you sort of see him at the peak of his powers. And I'm not saying that's the same type of thing as Martinelli. This is definitely not the peak of his powers, but you have markers of games. Um, where people sort of pop up and go, okay, yeah, this is this is this is the real deal here. I'm trying to think of other ones um, against sort of players, sort of just having their moment, like the Yaya Sanogo game. I'm going to say, again, I mean, a very different outcome, but you know, the Benfica one, where he scores four, and you think it's like a yeah. sorry, in the Emirates Cup, you think it's some sort of marker. Anyway, those type of marker games where players just absolutely show you who they are and, and and this is who he is. And we were just about talking Smith Rowe in the Chelsea game. Yeah, that's, another, that's a great example, yeah. Um, people pop up and show you what they're made of and, and, and Martinelli did that. And there's a uh-huh. number of things I want to talk about around that before we actually get onto Martinelli himself. <clears throat> Something that occurred to me was, this is going to make the whole project a little bit easier. Now, we all knew that Martinelli was had talent. Um, I think we should praise Arteta for the way he's handled Martinelli's development to get into this stage because yeah. if you watch you know the way, f- I'm sorry to use it, but Pep Guardiola handled Foden, it's a similar type of thing. You kind of you don't want to give them too much. And A, a recent quote about uh, Martinelli was something along the lines of, he used to do everything at 100 miles an hour and now he has gears to his game. And I think that is so evident what he does. He is able to slow it down. At the moment yesterday where he's like 2v1, and I think a year or so ago, he would have just knocked it past him and tried to get past him. And he doesn't. He he stops it. He goes back. He gets a bit of build-up and then we get a good chance out of it. And this Martinelli is someone who's a bit more intelligent. He's picking up better positions. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to get into him too much. I want to discuss this thing first. There is something which I was starting to be concerned about, which is an over-reliance on one young player and that being Bakayo Saka to open games up for us, to be that guy who, if you're looking to someone to to oh, basically break a game open, if we're nil-nil, we're you know, 60, 70 minutes in, who's going to be the difference? Who's going to beat their man? Who's going to get into the right position? Who's going to take that shot that, that goes in? We were looking at Saka. And in contract negotiations, that could have been a very difficult thing to get off the table with Saka because ultimately he knows that he's the, the guy for us. Now, if we have... A few of those. If we have a few, which we do now, which we now do in 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 Smith and has come through in a different type of player and doesn't quite break open games, but it's certainly um, emerging. And now Martinelli, if he can, you know, and I think Arteta and said yesterday, absolutely. I think Arteta said yesterday he's not sure where his potential ends. Um, I think that is a huge um, that is a huge uh, credit to the club, but also a asset to the club because we're not over reliant on one person, and that's a big thing for me. And on Martinelli himself, I, the guy is exactly what we've been missing in terms of the explosiveness, in terms of the the diligence, in terms of the hard work, in terms of the chasing, in terms of the pressing. I don't know where he's going to end up, but there is a passion for football that you see in this guy, which is why I say star. I mean, we have like star boy, but there is like a stardom about this guy. I mean, I don't know what what his kind of nickname is going to be. Saka is kind of a darling of the club. Yeah, where Saka is kind of the darling of Arsenal Football Club, Martinelli is like the jewel in the crown. It's like it's like a different type of star. It's like a someone who could go supernova in a very different way to Saka and be and be who knows where. I, I honestly think he he is a he's yeah. potentially we could be seeing the start of something really special. Absolutely. And on your point about Saka, I think
0: 12 months, uh, and a good thing about the contract negotiations, 12 months ago, we're saying if we lose Bakayo Saka, our club falls apart. If, say for example, now I'm going to caveat this with, I don't want this to happen. I want us, I want a contract extension signed now and announced tomorrow. (laughs) But if we sold him, for 80 to 100 million in the summer because that's what he's worth to us. Uh I don't think we would collapse in the same way as if this was 12 months ago. You know, we have other young prospects to put to put kind of at the forefront who are doing really well and also that's a big thing in contract negotiations. If you have Saka having that ammunition of going, if I leave, you lot are fucked. Mm-hmm. give me and that's exactly what Aubameyang was doing you know if 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 you let me, he was going if you let me go into the last 12 months of my contract and then I just bugger off for free you're done and the club shit itself in the same way that it did with Ozil and Sanchez and and then and they buggered it up again but yeah there's there's lots of things to be kind of hopeful about especially with with uh, there, is a, there is a good comparison between star boy and star, isn't it? Like, Bukayo Saka is definitely the darling of the club. Um, and I, I, I also think it's it becomes a conversation about type of player. I think that types of player like Bukayo Saka, because they're not ever really going to be pushing the goals and assists records, will fall a bit by the wayside. You know, uh, football, especially the plaudits has become an attacker's game. The Ballon d'Or is an attacker's award, you know, when it shouldn't be. And I think that that's probably something that that, that comes into it a little. Um, and yeah, there's just there's so many, um, and to kind of bring it onto my word of the game, which is positives. There's so many to take. There's so many to take. There are a few negatives from this match as well that we that we wouldn't be doing our our un kind of almost unbiased rounded best if we didn't mention, but. There are so many positives and a couple of negatives that we're now at a stage where we're going. If we weed out these little moments, imagine where we'd be. Three or four weeks ago, and we're not, we also need to be careful we don't get carried away. We've seen 10 games unbeaten runs that are then followed by performances against United and Everton it's about doing this on a consistent basis. Now we've seen this two games in a row where we've started a game very well. We've marshaled a game well. And we, we there's, I think there's still a bit of a mental block when it comes to playing away. There's still a bit of, of kind of fear there that you, that you notice, especially in that second half. Uh, when, when Leeds came back out, and were are very much on top for a little while. Um, and it's it's also an absolutely haggard Leeds team so we that's also something that does need to be mentioned. but we were we were very good last night for probably 80% of the game. We let them back in in that second half for a little bit, which I, I think is natural. You're gonna come out and try and defend that three nil lead and just try and relax rather than go kind of balls to the wall to try and get four, five and six, especially when the reason that city can do that is because if Bernardo Silva goes down, they put Mares in, in his place. So if they lose a player through injury by just constantly going forward and never taking their foot off the gas, they can replace him with another world-class talent. There's no club on the planet that can do that other than city. Um, So they're obviously, you know, kind of stacked with that luxury, but, we made the smart decision to definitely try and kind of just marshal the game out. I don't think we did it particularly well at first. Uh, I think it's 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 dealing with that away from home and, and kind of dealing with the, the pressure of of an away crowd whilst doing that. Because I think one thing that's been a massive positive this season, to kind of bring it back to the word of the game, is the 12th man. Is the fans, especially home and away? I think the support for this team has been yep. phenomenal. Credit to the fans so. this season, and credit to everyone that's gone. Credit to all of you. It's been um, it's been brilliant, and um, you know, I, like I I wasn't worried last night. We conceded that penalty, and not one speck of me went. Oh, we're going to concede another two, and it would be three three. I'm and glad, that's I'm glad you weren't worried, mate.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Literally, like, and, and, and like a month ago. I would have probably thought we'd have lost four three. You know, there's a lot of things moving forward that are definitely, definitely there to be positive about. Yeah. A few negatives from the game. Yeah. I think the Ben White challenge is a bit rash, and there's been a few moments this season where he has been a bit rash, especially in in kind of for somebody who's so composed on the ball. Sometimes in his defensive actions, he can be a little uncomposed. Yeah. Um, let's 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 get
1: into the let's into He's he, he's young. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get on to it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, as you say, um, it's important not to get carried away. Um, do you not think Martinelli, sort of Henri, Saka, sort of Perez, Millsmithrow sort of Bergkamp, you know, maybe that's the that's the vibe? No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I think it it it's... Uh, I think... They, so would you well, say more sort the, of the Neymar, holy,
1: Suarez, Messi, <laughs> sort of, that's the comparison? They're you
0: wholly go, different for. type of players... The, the, the thing that I see about Martinelli is a bit, is Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo. It's, it's Ronaldo, that kind of inside forward trajectory career, having a good time out on the left. And then morphing into a centre forward once he's kind of had the opportunity and ability to put some muscle on and to build his game up in kind of three, four years time. I could easily see him transition to being an elite centre forward in kind of three, yeah. four years time. Yeah. Once he's had the time to bulk up naturally and grow and all of these things. Yeah, um, Yeah. as you say. How, how, uh, just how lucky are we? Yeah, it's, we're talking. Um, I mean, the the future is now. Martinelli's twenty, like twenty, twenty one. Saka's twenty. Smith Rose twenty one. Erdogan's twenty two, twenty three. Like, what is this? This is yeah. an unbelievable crop of young talent that's coming through.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I can't think of another team so reliant on under twenty one. So as a stat yesterday. Uh, or sort of 23s and under there's a stat yesterday which i saw one from opta and one from squawker that say different things opta say arsenal's 11 shots on target in the first half against leeds is the most on record unrequ- no no wrong stat. Sorry. <laughs> um uh opta say in Gabriel martinelli 20 because saka 20 and emilson's throw 21 arsenal have had three different players aged 21 or younger score for them in a single premier league game for the very first time excluding own goals and then i saw someone say that that happened with Tony Adams in the 80, 86 season or something. But anyway, basically, we've got an incredible group of young players and a very special group of young players. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of another team so reliant on under-23s since maybe the class of 92. I can't think of another team and and succeeding in, in terms of their their project at this kind of level, yeah. at, at the sort of top level of the Premier League. I'm thinking right now the only other team with a similar group of of, of young players or, or sort of starting a bit of a project youth restart is probably barcelona with with gabby and and uh Petri and all, all, all and- those sort of players that's the only other real comparison i can think of but they're more chelsea a couple of years ago you could you could
0: kind of give a mention especially with you know the fact that mason mount reese james maybe are both kind of holding down their spot but they've kind of they've kicked out the rest of their youngsters which is a bit
1: silly but but I think with them, they had they had senior players to rely on around them. And these guys don't, and they're delivering. Yeah. That's what makes them so special. That is that is what makes them so special. Yeah, honestly, if we started the rest of the season with Partey, Jacques and Lacazette as the dads and everyone else as the kids running around them, I honestly wouldn't... It would not bother me. I, d- I, think, I think the the brains we've got on these kids... The kids, they're literally like two years younger than us, you know what I mean? The brains, in footballing terms, these kids have got we know, yeah, are, Um are uh, sensational and we are very lucky and that is uh, our words of the game combine they're you know kind of stars and, and positives they're just they are positives mm. because they're stars that is that, that's what yeah great podcasting Um, so <laughs> and I think one thing that's allowed I think one thing that's allowed them
0: to flourish as well that we have to give credit to Arteta for that I, I kind of texted you praising him yesterday is he's built on the most part a very fair meritocracy a very fair meritocracy if you would have said three or four games ago that we were going to drop Smith Rowe to the bench and be just playing Martinelli, Martinelli fanboys would have loved it. But kind of more about just the form, people would have been like, well, he's playing so well, he's scoring so much, you know, but it's creating a hunger in these players that Smith Rowe's come off the bench two games in a row and scored. You know, it's, The credit has to go to him for that. Now, there there is a conversation to to be had about Xhaka getting back, well, not even getting back fit and getting straight in the starting lineup over Sambi, who had an unbelievable performance against Newcastle. But I think that when you have somebody who is uh, 20 and 21 in in Martinelli and and Smith-Rowe for that left-hand side and you're you're kind of going for a, a meritocracy... That's very different to when you have a 20, 21-year-old Sambi and a 28-year-old Shaka, because there are obviously things that Xhaka has in his game uh, that Sambi just won't have purely because of experience and and the know-how. Though the man has zero tackling technique and he needs to stop giving refs the opportunity to send them off because on another day, he does see a red card for that. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying it is a red card, but on another day, a ref would VAR that and send them off and the Game changes, yeah. You know, he needs to sort himself. This is that that is one of the main reasons we need to get him gone and upgrade him in the summer, genuinely, just because he actually cannot tackle. He tackles like me,
1: and that's bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, at five a side, like he tackles like me at five a side, and this man is being paid a hundred thousand pounds a week. At least you do tackle at five a side. I tend to just let people run past, I don't care enough. Um, the uh, yeah, no, mate, the jacker. I mean, to be fair, on the kind of meritocracy side of things, I actually think he had a decent very good game against West Ham and I thought he had a decent game yesterday. Oh, yeah. So I, I think he deserved to keep his place. I think what you're trying to well, I don't I don't maybe maybe this is what it you're was trying more to say. Putting him in at Everton. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like it's 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 he comes in at whatever cost and even if he's playing badly, he will play. So but yeah, I think him and Maitland Niles, apart from that, I do yeah, I really do see a meritocracy starting to form and um yeah, it's it's just another positive. Let's get on to the game. Um, Let's do it. The, the Leeds line up. Now, maybe I'm being harsh. And yes, absolutely, they they had a lot of issues in terms of their, their injuries. And Bamford and Phillips would have started. But other than that, maybe apart from... Wait, can from I take drama, about, they, Were they that... Depleted. I have a very,
0: very strong opinion on this. Go on. I have zero sympathy for Leeds Football Club. Zero sympathy for Leeds Football Club. You cannot play the style of football that Bielsa plays, this heavy metal football, constantly pressing, man for man, physically demanding, with this thinner squad, and then complain when they all get injured. Because a lot of these issues that you're seeing people go down with... Is muscle tears and muscle injuries. I'm going to get out transfer mark now just to to make sure I'm not chatting absolute.
1: To be fair, I don't think Bielsa himself has has complained. No, but I think the fans are.
0: The fans are, and then Jeff Stelling saying that the game should be called off because of this and that. Let me just get the injury record.
1: But I'm looking at the team: Meslier, Click, Cock, Ailing, Dallas, Harrison, Roberts, Rafinha. For sure, they're all players that I would expect to see in the Leeds lineup. I I don't like maybe a few are, you know, you you change out, and of course, obviously, and Phillips and Bamford are their most important players. But this whole narrative that like that will definitely form when we lose a game of we played Leeds with two players available. It's like we didn't. Actually, you're probably going to say that in about six weeks' time when we lose. Well, so apparently, I'm, I'm apparently, I'm starting. Apparently, the already. only players unavailable. Apparently, the only players unavailable are
0: Strick, which is a hip injury, and then Phillips and Bamford with hamstring injuries, and then Rodrigo with a heel injury. So it's four players. Rodrigo wouldn't start. So they Bamford. basically they ha- But it's it's not even this. They have a thin squad. Yeah. And then they're playing players into the ground. You know, one of the main, I I I hate to say it, one of the main reasons that they got promoted was COVID and the fact that mid-season they got to have a break and rest because if you look at their results just before COVID, it looked like they were running out of steam in the same way that they had the season before. When you play that style of football with that thinner squad, you are going to cause your players to get injuries and then you're going to be in situations like this. Like it's their own fault. There was like, a you can't say yeah. anything else but
1: that. There was a great tweet from Doc Mufc who said, "Good to see Leeds playing football the right way, sticking to their principles, getting an absolute shooing, proper football club." And it, it's so true. Like, good Matt. If we were on the if we were on the other side of this and we'd lost like White, uh, Partey, Tommy, Saka, and you know our whole right side had been decimated. If we played the same way as we do when when they are there. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? So I and I get sticking to principles to a to a sense, but I think in this league you can't do that. And they, let's be clear, yesterday they were a shambles, and that opening dreadful, um, dreadful, especially that opening sort of 20, 30 minutes. I mean, fucking hell! Like the spaces that were available, I I actually tweeted out this is a game for Gabby, and then I put it down in my notes, and it was, and I'm and I I'm not going to be like, oh, I was so right about that because it was blindingly obvious there was so much yeah. space for runners, so Mystic much money penny, so much space for runners. There was a and you know against Leeds, it's a day for Jules, right? It's it's going to be a day for Jules, and when they are so depleted and 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 they were constantly picking up little knocks, little strains, little little bits of they were constantly going down. I just thought this is a team completely depleted, and and they look knackered. They look absolutely knackered. Harrison got a, got a knee to the the thigh, which looked a bit painful, but you could run it off. Just couldn't recover, and that's the sign of a team that are just just on their last legs. Don't. Dead, they're dead, dead men walking. They are. They could really
0: end up going down this season because you know of of, of the things we've just said, and yeah. it will let a team like Newcastle out of the relegation zone. I think one of the thing that one of the things that they've got a little bit of a cushion above that bottom three at the moment is just how terrible the bottom three have been so far yeah. this season. Yeah, you know the fact that they're just above it, but yeah, it's really not looking good for Leeds, and I I could easily see them getting relegated this season. Yeah. especially on on the kind of with the football that they're playing when they're playing it without their players Sean is Burnley are more effective yeah Do you know like yeah. cuz
1: at least they're just playing for draws and trying to get the 38 points yeah and I think I think when you go 1v1 it is a dangerous game to play and you and Arteta says it's going to be a tough game for the opposition they don't make a they don't make it comfortable for you but if you can hold on to the ball if you can keep the ball you're gonna be fine. You're gonna you're gonna have opportunities. And we did. There was a moment uh, very early on where Lacazette snatched at it. We should have been 1-0 up. It was a party shot, I think, or might have been Saka on the right hand side. Um couldn't quite see. It was a moment later, should have gone in. They were so open, sort of willing and to sit and wait for us. And tactically, I thought this game was sort of one and lost in in, in two areas, well, three areas. Firstly, those duels. Secondly, the wide areas. I mean, Cody Drame. I I can't imagine what Arteta thinks of him because fucking out. I've never seen a player tripled up on so hard. It was uh, Martinelli, um, Tierney, and Chaka on that left hand side. If you if you look at the average position network, um, they're just the, the three of them are so close because they're trying to isolate him out on that right hand side. It's also because Rafinha doesn't track back on the right hand side. But it just it it, it was unbelievable. Um, and we were getting so much luck on that left hand side, and, and as well on the right, but mostly on that left. Um, I also, I also thought at one point that we were playing with a pivot, with Partey stepping forward, especially in the early early uh, sort of periods, with Jacka dropping. But actually, what was happening was it was Partey and jacker sort of stepping forward out of the midfield every so often to provide that sort of third man to be the overloader for for those for the left and right hand side. Which I think when you spot an opportunity in in, in an opposition, you see a weakness. I think we've said before on this podcast. Like, I wish we could exploit those kind of kind of difficulties uh, in in oppositions. You know, we yes, we've got a really good sort of passing game on our own, and we have our principles at play. But every so often there are opportunities, and we there's been times in the past, more under other managers, but has happened under Arteta, where we just have not taken th- those opportunities. And I'm really glad we did today because we took advantage of Leeds' jadedness, we took advantage of G- Leeds' personnel yeah. issues, and we took advantage of Leeds', um just fragility in the duels. And I think tactically, to sound like Unai Emery, it worked how we wanted. I was going to do a Spanish accent. It, it worked how we wanted. It's terrible. Um, it worked how we wanted. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great setup yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I really can't really
0: disagree with any of that. And one thing to mention is people were complaining about Leeds playing the the kids. They played a team with an average age that was a year older than us. Yeah. You know, they've got two central midfielders who are 30 and 31. They've got a 30-year-old centre-back. They've got a a 30-year-old left-back. Like, they're they're not playing 16-year-olds who have never kicked a professional ball. Okay, then when you get to the bench, that's where they're really thin. But the only player that I think I look at that team and I go, oh, that's it's an
1: interesting thing that they're playing is Geldhart. Yeah, that's it. And also like, he just scored. He's already so played as a... football this season. Yeah. You know, so... And he just scored in the Chelsea game so he has a, every chance of playing. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really buy the whole... Basically what I'm saying, Brad, is in, in six weeks when you're having an, an Arteta rant because we just lost like one nil to someone, um, oh, will up. you not use this He's as an nuts. excuse? Thanks. <laughs> Bosh, um just shout out the Leeds atmosphere shout out the Leeds atmosphere because fair play to them uh, we'll come on to the um, incident in just a second I mean I don't but, know if I yeah, but, yeah I was about
0: to say I don't know if we should no, because but, some
1: of it uh, but as in <laughs> some of the atmosphere wasn't great no the like stat test says it's, it's one individual but generally I mean I've I've never been to the stadium I'd love to go um t- We've experienced with away a, fans, perhaps with a group of people to protect me. Um, but yeah, like I think the atmosphere, and they were singing Marcelo Bielsa at like four-one down. Like I think they are a loyal group of fans. We should discuss the incident. You don't need two white people on a podcast to tell you racism is disgusting. That guy should be banned from all stadiums, let alone the lead stadiums for life. Obviously, for life. but what I will say is focus on the positives. Um, is Rob Holding? Reporting it mid game, I fucking love that. I absolutely love that because it is. It's genuinely. It's more important than the football. If you hear it, I would. I would immediately ask anyone to stop the game, <laughs> like, and tell the referee and get yep. that person kicked out. It is. It is more important than the football. Football is a game. Ultimately, it's a game, and these are. There are real consequences to these issues. Fuck mm. that Leeds fan. Thank you, Rob Holding, and you know, I just. I feel for. I think it was directed at Pepe and t- Tavares, and yeah, I mean, what more can you say? You don't need us to tell you racism is bad but you know we have to take more hardline um punishments of clubs
0: i think i think that's the only way to to discourage this you aren't going to change um the racism is so taught and ingrained in these people that you aren't going to you aren't going to change them with a with a with a ban from they'll just follow the team away that's why you'd have to ban them from every stadium Uh, you'd have to ban them from going to professional football. And that's very difficult to do because you've not got stewards with names on the doors, you know, and like looking at photos. How easy is it to create a membership at a club? I can create a membership at a club under a different name and probably walk into the stadium after a ban and no one would know. We talk about these lifetime bans as if we haven't all been to a football stadium and the stewards are about as useful as a chocolate fire guard half the time. You have to punish clubs, I think. I think you have to, you have to... And it's it's unfair because obviously what have Leeds done to deserve a three-point deduction? Um, nothing. It's a fan. But to discourage this kind of behavior, you have to show them real hardline consequences that will happen to the thing that they care about mm. if they continue with this behavior. And because the punishments are so lax for these people you have to do it to the clubs because the club is the only thing that you can punish autonomously.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I me- That's a possibility, 100%. I mean, I wonder whether it's like, you know, you shut sections of the stadium and, you know, because, I mean, imagine how many fans that would piss off and you that's what you want to do because then they know if you do it again kind of thing. Um... I don't know. I also don't want to label a whole fan base in a certain way because it, 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 is, it is such a difficult thing. I suppose what I'd say is I think there has to be a n- numerous types of punishments and numerous ways you can be punished depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Um, you know, racist chanting. Stadium but, bands do nothing. Well, well, I think it's one of the one of the many punishments that should be involved in this kind of thing. Um, racist chanting should be. You know, if it's a section of the fans, you know more than two or three people then yeah I think you close the stadium for a couple of couple of weeks and see what happens type thing you know but one person how can it, it's really it's a really really difficult thing and I don't think we're equipped to have that conversation to be honest but what I would say is on the Arsenal side I am pleased I think that's the first time I've ever seen a white player being a proper ally in the middle of a game and being like no it's not okay and, that, and I was really proud to see that of Rob Holding and obviously more importantly yeah. very sorry to Tavares and Pepe because it's just not acceptable Um. So yeah, uh, I also think in terms of the crowd, back to the football slightly, I think Arteta, I find it interesting that he always responds to those types of atmospheres. I I think there's something quite fiery in Arteta and especially in the the West Ham game, he was really animated. Uh, This game, he's been really animated as well. There's a real kind of fire that he brings to, to certain games uh i think when he spots an opportunity when he sees things aren't going well but especially when he's responding to an atmosphere i think to those big away grounds i always see arteta very animated and i love it and there's a dark art part of the game developing amongst our players there's a moment where martinelli um uh-huh. we're penalized the ball comes to him and he just gets the back of his foot and just f- wraps it round it and flicks the ball away just so he can get the rest of the- our players back. There was the moment in the West Ham game where Arteta pushes him on the field to have his cramp on the field to stop the game. There was a moment in the second half where Tommy Tomiyasu just body checks, I think it's Somerville, and stops him getting in for the for a cutback. There is a, a dark arts developing to this team, a team of p- people who understand how the game works and understand what you can and can't get away with. We saw for so many years with Ferguson... You can get in these refs' heads. They are human beings. They're not robots. You can, you can, you can curry favour and get chances going for you. And every throw-in that goes for you, every corner that goes for you, they all add up. And they all mean your, your um, you know, those kind of scrappy, lucky goals. They happen because the ball's in the box. And, and they, are, they can be the difference between wins and losses and draws and losses. So I'm really pleased to see yeah. that developing in this team, especially from the young players. They're shit houses, mate, and I fucking love it. Yeah. It's like Arteta
0: <laughs> literally trying to take
1: down a pitch invader. Yes, yes, I saw that. I Absolute
0: that. shit house, mate. Absolute fucking shithouse, house. You know, and I think one thing that you can you can throw whatever you want at that at that man, but you cannot say he doesn't love the club. Some of his quotes that he, what was it that he would bleed every every drop of or burn every drop of blood.
1: To, to get arsenal back team.
0: where it belongs and yeah and and what like that's what you want that's what you want in a manager that's, that's you can I, and here's here's the thing i i, I think sometimes go on, find a way to we, criticize him saying that go on, no 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 no, no no, no. i i think i know i'm not i'm not i'm literally criticizing myself i think that because of the nature of of a podcast you know you having two opposites are the things that create good conversation and so I think for me, I tend to only say the things sometimes on this podcast that are, you know, the things that we need to watch out for, the negatives. 50% because I know you're going to praise the positives. Like, I know you're going to say it. So I'm like, well, if, if the two of us are just saying the same shit, it's going to get really boring really quickly. But also because <laughs> the two because of us are saying like, the same shit, it's going to get really boring really quickly. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but... I think that if you look at that man I love I think that if you look at that, Matt, he's doing sorry. for this club
1: sorry go sorry, go 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 you
0: you you would be really pleased with this next sentence um I I I love pretty much everything he's doing for that for the, for the club right I just think the one place that it needs to improve is is the tra- is the kind of transition or translation His to what he wants onto the pitch, because it's obvious that what is the theoretical knowledge that and kind of what he wants in his head would work. We've seen it. We've seen, you know, that beautiful goal against Southampton. We've seen us dominate teams like West Ham that a month ago I was saying that we were nowhere near. Ten minutes before the match, I was saying that they will probably beat us because they are better than us, and we played them off the park. It's obvious that the theoretical knowledge the man has and the way that he sees the game is brilliant we just need the translation into the performances and as soon as that clicks which it seems to be doing now but let's not get carried away we will go up a gear a hundred percent because people won't be able to deal with that style of play and you know i think for somebody who has probably criticized him for his entire tenure because that's the role I play on this podcast, being the person that's like, well, what about this? What about this? Um, I, I, I do I do have affinity for him. Like, I do think he's a nice bloke and I want to see him succeed. I, not to the level where some people are like, oh my God, he's an absolute legend of the club and I will be heartbroken and destroyed and distraught if it doesn't work out. But like, I, I like him. He's He's obviously a nice bloke
1: yeah i yeah i i i i mean i, I think like, it's funny you kind of recognizing your role i mean yeah it's it's true and and I think there are a lot of people who are kind of taking it too far, but what we yeah. are seeing is a level of execution actually it's funny i did a um when i came back from i went to dubai brad, i don't know if I mentioned that um but i uh I was in dubai and i came back uh to through Heathrow and did my p c r test and I was in the queue. And the guy was like, I'll let I'll let him in because he's a gooner. I was like, all right. So we started chatting and he was an Arsenal fan. He wants Arteta out. But what he did say was he really likes him. He was saying, yeah. like, I think he's a nice guy. Look, I really like it. I think he's a really cool person. And what, what you get even with those kind of you know, and we kind of had a conversation, I said actually, you know, sort of I understand people who want him out. I do I get it. I do get it, but I don't agree what I don't understand is people who blindly follow Arteta. That is something I don't understand. I I really, really don't get that. But, what is interesting is across all of them there is a uh, a sort of appreciation of his personality and appreciation of his passion mm-hmm. and something Arteta says a lot is execution. It's a word he uses all the time. Similar to transmit, he loves transmit. He loves energy. He loves all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. And he uses these. And this is an audio platform, so this is terrible. He uses these these hand gestures. You'll never know what that is. Um, a lot, and it's all about, But that's all the spaces, mate. That's all like the the movement of the players and uh, yeah. Um, yeah anyway he he loves kind of the execution and that's the next stage the consistency and execution in the plan because we see it in moments there we see it in moments and we see it in flashes and we've seen it across you know for example the west ham game we saw it probably 85 percent of the um, percent of the game 90 percent of the game but we need to see it consistently in execution and we need to see it when we're not when we're not allowed the kind of space that we normally have, we need to see the technical security yeah. stay. We need to see the plan stay. We need to see when we actually do get out to kind of to kind of get those quick interchanges and get around the corners, overloads in the right places, all that sort of stuff. But look, positives are positives. Um, hundred percent. And he's so handsome. He is also. It's one of those things. If he succeeds, ex Arsenal oh, player, it's going to be it, no. It's you know going mean? to be, be like the thing is it ex Arsenal player. Captain
0: goes like, to Pep Guardiola, learns,
1: yeah. a bit defeats the master. Oh, I'd love that. And,
0: so and comes back and wins Arsenal, the first league in 20 years. You know, I it's like there is, a, there is a beauty to the story. And I would, here's the thing. I would love it if he succeeds, but I won't be distraught or heartbroken if he doesn't. Like, because there isn't as much of a, like I think if this was an Henri or somebody who holds such legendary status at the club, you know, it's it's very different. And I think there would be some, you know, real hearts broken if he didn't succeed. Um, but I think that's a positive for him as well. Cause I think it maybe takes the pressure off slightly the fact that, you know, he wasn't exactly part of this unbelievable era for Arsenal winning
1: titles and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, for sure. Um, early chance for sort of looking at the incidents in the game early chance for Lacazette I'm just watching the back now a lovely threaded ball from Erdogan I think sometimes when there's when we think about chance creation the easiest chances or like I think it's the highest possibility of 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 goal or highest XG uh, chances are basically cutbacks and often we forget about the sort of slid through balls from centrally because they don't really happen very often but in this game Erdogan was getting a lot of joy there Lacazette doesn't take it very well, should, should, should shoot. I think, and then I think it's party who, um, doesn't get the shot off. I do want to credit both Erdegaard and Lacazette in this game because uh, firstly, I thought Lacazette again, held the ball up really well, um, ran hard for the team, which he doesn't always do. Erdegaard, three big chances. I thought he always holds space really well. Um, he always picks a good pass. He holds it perfectly for the final goal. Um, he's developing a real sort of leadership sense. Um, and, yeah, I, I just want to credit both of those and come back to Lacazette mm-hmm. for the goal because without Lacazette's industry to go back in for that challenge after holding the ball up very well and obviously we lose it, but um, I think it's Jacko gets tackled. I don't think it's a penalty. Yeah, Lacazette challenges... It's, on the, the, it's um,
0: outside the box anyway.
1: I think it's for sure tackles um, and we get the goal uh, from from Martinelli in a sort of, dare I say, Henri-esque fashion. Um, so credit to Lacazette on that. Yeah. Um, only real chance for them was the Rafinha shot, really. Whereas one on one with Tierney, mm-hmm. um, probably could have done better. I think it, I think that's a one nil, um, and they didn't really trouble Ramsdale otherwise. Um, a lovely, lovely slid through pass from Xhaka for the goal for Martinelli. I mean, it's it's a beautiful gorgeous finish as well. Central, uh, Yeah, takes it well. Good first touch, holds off. I think it's. Um, Somerville I don't know I'm going to say every Leeds player is Somerville and the chip over the keeper is just that's the whole uh, uh, on the instant reaction uh, to the Arsenal Vision podcast Tim Stillman was saying that's the hallmark of a good player like just the the ability to do that good bad players don't score those score those types of goals he used the example of Shane Long you don't watch Shane Long running through like that and chipping the keeper it doesn't happen and you see that uh, yeah fantastic um the Saka goal again comes from a lovely, a lovely moment from Erdogan playing him through. Get a bit lucky with the deflection, but again, I do want to highlight Erdogan's role in that goal. Um, just, just really, really, really good work. Um, what else was there? The, oh yeah, the penalty. Um, watching that back now, it's rash from Ben White. It's very rash. Uh, do, do you know what?
0: I love the shit of him getting up and like high fiving Ramsdale to pretend yeah. that he won the
1: ball. It's hilarious. That was very funny. It's such an obvious didn't. penalty. Like it's such an obvious penalty. Ramstad <laughs> does the clapping. He's like, "Yeah, good challenge." It's it is an obvious penalty. Um, <laughs> it's one of those you go, yeah, pen." Immediately, and the VAR almost just just confirms it. Um, I, I don't want to form a narrative about Ben White because I think he's done very well defensively. But I think I do think that that type of challenge, I hope, get goes out of his game. But you got to remember, he's twenty three, like or twenty four, maybe. These things will happen. He's still a young centre back in terms do of up, things do happen. Um, you know, he's still a young centre back in terms of all other centre backs. So you know he's got time. But um, yeah, that, that sort of rashness, I, I do, I do hope goes out of his game. Um, yeah. The and then the final and then it's, it's a it's a great penalty. Final goal, what a ball through from god. again. I thought. If we if we were going to pick a second man of the match, I think it I think it would have been Odegaard. Um, and and Smithrow's on the score shit again. It's, it's, he's clinical these days. It's whenever he gets in front of goal, he's he's really he's really found some confidence and he's taking the shots that he didn't last season. Look at the work that Arteta has done with
0: Smithrow, Saka, Martinelli in those wing
1: spaces like it's unbelievable yeah. it's, it's it's really it's so good it's really good and and yeah I mean uh, and that's where I think the third goal comes from just isolating the fullback back again um, but most of our big chances came, came from over there most of our sort of ball progression came down the sides Leeds were sort of letting our centre backs have the ball which I didn't really understand um, but yeah I'm not, not going to complain I'm also not going to complain at how many times they gave us the ball I mean fucking out. oh hell. my god like, it's so stupid it was mental. And there was some other big chances. There was a give and go on about, I think it was about 60, 60, 70 minutes from Martelli and Saka, where Saka just drags it wide. It could have been, it could have been six to seven. Um, so yeah, we yeah, but we were the only nervy moments of the game, and maybe we should come on to them, were, were the penalty after, or sort of after the penalty. I saw Xhaka telling everyone to calm down. And we did. It's difficult because I don't know whether they, we allowed them to come on to us a little bit in the second half or we... I, I think it's a combination. We slowed the game down a little bit because there's no point going help a when you're 3-0 up. I think also Leeds were winning the jewels better. Much better. They were giving the ball away less. Um, so I, I do think it's... I, I think sometimes narratives appear where it's like, "Oh, we were we were terrible in that second half, and we, you know, we completely capitulated in the second half." Thank God for the first half. I'm like, it's not quite that, but it's also not quite that we completely controlled it and let Leeds come on to us, and that was all part of the plan. I think there's probably a bit of both, um, and a bit of a middle ground yeah. to be found.
0: No, okay. I, I agree okay. with you. I think that I'm, I, I, you know, I could I could try and disagree for the point, but that that there, there isn't, you know, I think it's it's. Two things can be true. It is both. We stepped up, we stepped back, we tried to marshal the game out. We didn't do that particularly well. It's not that we capitulated, we just didn't do what we were aiming to do to, you know, 100% of its effectiveness, really. But luckily, we'd built up a big enough cushion where it didn't hurt
1: us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 fair. Um, a couple of other things, just a few from the game. Uh, Erdegaard's shot technique or shooting technique Annoys me. It's similar to Samby in that he always tries to place it, and sometimes I'd love to just see a drilled shot. Just a, just a small bit of technique advice from uh, a man who doesn't play professional football for Martin Odegaard, mm-hmm. there, the captain of Norway. So I'm sure he'll, uh, <laughs> I'm
0: sure he'll, sure he'll listen in and like it,
1: listen in and enjoy that, and go, yeah. Do you know what Alex Money from the different po- a different podcast said? I should, uh, should try and drill my shots. So uh, you know, um, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah uh also click and cock another 70s copper show what like big deckers and Sue check ings and mings oh yeah what was your this what was yours this week the big um, deck and su check big deck and Sue check perfect we they were creating so many double acts here but i think click and cock surely or cock and click maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see we we definitely won't. We'll, we'll we won't. Forget about. We absolutely won't. But fine. Most importantly, Brad, how are we going to adapt the Saka Martinelli Smithrow chant? Do you think it should Why be are we adapting it? Because if we can,
0: they all scored yesterday. Just give Martinelli his own chant.
1: Yeah, uh, but I I think we could do a, you know. You could do Martinelli, Saka, and Smith Rowe, or I prefer Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe.
0: Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe.
1: Yeah, I think that works that better.
0: Fits. Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe. Yeah, it and fits, then you get rid it of fits. that. That's good. You get rid of that annoying. I'll send a
1: text out to every Arsenal fan and, and
0: yeah, see if they'll put, see if they'll add it, it in, in for what, us.
1: How do those chants start? Like, how how does that memo get round? Do people just start them, and I don't I don't know. <laughs> Lord knows, think? Lord fucking Come on, Brad. knows. Uh, anything else on the game?
0: Uh, do you know what? I feel really bad for Meslier because that that goal is getting peppered in the last two games. Have conceded eleven goals, and he he made a beautiful double save against City. Only for John Stones to be left unmarked in the area. What's going on at that
1: club? Uh, let's move on. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time since 2016 Arsenal spend Christmas Day in the top four of the Premier League Um, and Arsenal's 11 shots on target in the first half against Leeds is the most on record since 2003-2004 in the opening 45 minutes by any side in a single Premier League first half but someone someone at Squawker said it was six years ago so I don't know but anyway basically there's a lot of shots on target that's what that's what we can say Um, very good Very nice. We'll see you. After this.
0: Availability may vary by market. News
1: and Views Welcome back to News and Views, where we give you all the news and all your views, but mostly ours. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe, please. turn on notifications, leave us a review. And if you can... Uh, no, what do I say? If you like, you can support us on Patreon. Where you, that doesn't make sense. If you like, you can support... Well, I'll just say if you can support us. Terrible script writing. And if you can support us on Patreon, then you can. No, that is no truth. If you like, you can support us on Patreon, where you get access to ad-free and filmed versions of the podcast for just £5 a month. The cost of a coffee? Really? And for one-time support, head to buymeacoffee.com, where you can buy me a coffee. Anything you can give helps the podcast. The links are in the show description. At Lil Rian on the Ben White incident. That was Cedric's fault, not his. A normal professional defender would have made the same type of tackle. Not Ben's fault at all. Cedric left way too much space. Yeah, mate. The uh, The problem is is you left me in the kitchen. It's not that I cooked a bad meal. The problem is you left me in the kitchen. So that's, that's your issue, really. If, any, if anything, it's your fault I cooked a bad meal. I was left in the kitchen and I can't cook. So Oh, oh no, I can cook. I'm a professional cook. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. Did enjoy that one. Uh passing have
0: Wait, I have a tweet from Eddie Longbridge. If Mikel Arteta oh, yeah. launched his own brand of Aftershave, he would be a billionaire in under a year. Yeah,
1: fair enough. I like the Armani coat that he wears. He's just handsome. He he knows he knows how to how to dress, how to style the hair. Oh. I'm not sure he does. He just what would you do if you found it as a wig? <laughs> I think I think I'd be fuming. I'd fucking... it can't be a wig though. It's too perfect. It's so it's thick. It's too good. It's it's too good. It's the Lego man. Passing Jackwood says The killer for me is the experienced players, should have seen up the second half, no drama, and Jacka only goes and winds them up and turns the mood completely. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I think there's there's definitely a part of that, you know. There's
0: no, there is no need for that challenge on on Rafinha, and the issue is is it's not Xhaka is going out there and trying to make that bad challenge per se. It's just that he does have zero tackling technique. Xhaka isn't trying to wind them up, you know. He's barely got enough brain cells to keep himself passing in the same direction with his left foot <laughs> half the time, but. Um, it is just his, his lack of technique like you, you just can't do it like pfft. that's why he, like if he could actually tackle he'd be brilliant like he'd be amazing
1: but you know I am I don't I don't disagree with you my grandmother you had it. wheels she would have wait 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 I've got it if
0: my grandmother had wheels she would
1: have been a bike there you go got it <laughs> on the end sake. I've got loads of them I've got sorry what I've got, where do you want your statue I've got loads of them so you can call them in whenever you want if yeah, my grandmother on. had wheels she would have been a bike there
0: we go um, tweet from Duncan Alexander is another one that you get get the sound ready if Arsenal had beat Brentford United and Everton they'd be joint top of the Premier League right now if my grandmother had wheels she would have been a bike
1: there we go <laughs> it works perfectly I mean, it's true. It is true, though. Like it's, it's like it's like saying if Watford had won all their games, they'd be top of the league. It's like, yeah, they would. So what? <laughs> like, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird kind of uh, argument. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and Octoguna finally from the from, on the views. Octoguna says ten out of ten acting performance from Ramsdale when when White was sliding the leads player. It, it was. Yeah. It really was. I, I also, I'm pretty sure Ramsdale knew it was a terrible challenge, which I which is I do I do enjoy. It really makes do. me like it even more. Yeah, yeah. I love the shithousery. I love it. We last time um, I was in Dubai, Brad. So we mi- <laughs> we missed the conversation about Arteta stripping Bamiang of the captaincy. Now, oh yeah, fuck. Um... I don't really want to like sort of massively go back over it, but I do. I do want to ask. If you see a way back for Abamyang now, and nope. what you see the what you see a future, okay, gone. No, I think it's it's gone in January,
0: um, and I think it's because Abamyang is not who Abamyang once was. If he was this elite centre forward that he was a few years ago, uh, with the pace to match and all of these things, um, he would be able to come back in and offer us something. But I think that. He's obviously have uh, had disciplinary issues off the off the field. There's obviously more than just two times that we're not being told about. You know, I think that this isn't just he was late to the Spurs game last season and he's been late to get back from from France
1: this season. I think there's a lot more incidents that we're just. Well, sorry to interrupt. There's like five about. or six in the athletic article that talks about. Yeah. that what, he, he's missed COVID tests before Europa League games. All all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, so I think that there's lots of things that we don't know. Uh, I think the punishment fits the crime. You know, you can't have your captain flouting the rules, even on two occasions, let alone five or six. And I think that it's a perfect opportunity for Arsenal. And I think that's exactly what Mikel Arteta sees at. He's going, all right, well, this is a perfect opportunity to, to freeze him out and try and get him out and get no flack from the squad for it. Because the squad can't say shit, can they? Like, is in what argument are you going to make that, that, kind of saves amiang You can't say that we we need him because he offers us more than what we currently have and he's an elite centre forward, you know, and is the only reason that we are where we are because he's not. You can't say that he's a good captain who's just fallen on hard times because he's never been seen as the kind of leader leader. He's always been seen as, as of more of a, a kind of leader that leads with output rather than leads with leadership. And you can't also then allow the person on the highest wages at your club to flout all of these rules when you're then trying to go into contract negotiations with younger players. You don't want them mm-hmm. to learn these habits. So I think it's a perfect time to get him out. If we can get him gone in January to Barcelona for a nominal fee, if not for parties. free, then then it suits all parties because I, I, I think he's done at Arsenal. I think it's his own fault. And I... I I'm I'm kind of bored of, of certain Arsenal fans, <laughs> Piers Morgan, um, complaining about shit that we've been asking for for fucking years. We've been asking for transparency and we've been asking for consequences for people and players at the club that act like dickheads.
1: I couldn't agree like, more, mate. I, I really this is
0: what not This is what we want. This is literally what we want, you know. This yep, is uh, everything yeah. we've been crying out for. And good, goodbye. You know, Alba said in his um, VT when he signed the new contract that he wanted to be the next legend of the club. Do you think any of the current legends of the club behaved like a Bamiere?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree, Matt. and I, And I also think, you know, I think, I think, there is a there is a there is a part of me that goes well. Couldn't Arteta have found a way to deal with Aubameyang? But the game's changed. But he probably, the game's yeah. changed. But also he
0: probably and he probably has. has. I think and he probably has let him go. What what we're forgetting is, you know, this isn't time one or two. This is time five, six, seven or eight. So there probably has been some internal things that we're just not being told about. That he's tried to get Aubameyang back on side, and he's tried to fix these issues. It's just if if you try and sort an issue and the opposite person is giving you nothing and doing the same things, you have to then make the choice to go, okay, you're never going
1: to change. You're never going to learn. It's time to move it on. Yep. And I I do agree. And I, I think two things, two points to make. One is the game itself has changed in terms of the kind of mercurial talents of old. You might have let them get away with a little bit. You might have there was you know stories about Ian Wright and you know letting him be late to s- sessions and things like that. And you know you kind of deal with that. But the problem is now those mercurial talents are a so much better and b are the top professionals in your squad. And there's a reason they're the top professionals in your squad because because you know, there's a reason they're the reason they're the best players is because they are the top professionals. They turn up on time. They stay late. They they train. Harder than everyone else, they they turn up early. You know th- that is that is what they do. That is the new standard. That is the new gold standard because that is what it takes to be the best. You think Mo Salah's is doing this? You think you know? You think fucking even even Henri? You know, back in the day, would not have been doing this kind of stuff. You know, back in the sort of eighties and seventies, maybe you could probably get away with, with it a little bit if you're the best player on the pitch. But you can't now, and he's not the best player on the pitch. He's just not. And you look at this team, and he's not he's not the best player on the pitch. So I, I I'm sorry, and and I hope he finds a way back into the team and I hope we get a goodbye with him. And I hope we get a, a sort of um a, a way as Arsenal fans of going, thank you for what you've done. And I appreciate it. And, you know, he'll always be a a, a player that was regarded in, in good stead, but I just don't see how he gets back on uh, in, in, in the team in any kind of, on any kind and of not, merit. And, also, and it's,
0: it would also destroy everything that we've built, any kind yeah, of meritocracy, you can't, any yeah. kind of structure and system, Allowing him to waltz back in
1: would destroy it. So it's, and, and se- it's and second- time to go. Definitely. And, and secondarily, and. Warning. conjecture ahead. Definitely one of these. There is a part of me that thinks if you're trying to get. Say Ralph Ranick wants Ronaldo out of the team for whatever reason. You can't take Ronaldo out of the team. You just can't. In terms of the influence on the dressing room, in terms of the the profile of the player, you have to keep playing Ronaldo. If Ronaldo sits out for two games, there's an inquest. Why isn't Ronaldo playing? If Ronaldo does something that warrants him being taken out of the team, there might be an opportunity where Ralph Ranić goes, do you know what? I'm going to come down hard on this and set a boundary and go, no, you can't do that and therefore you're out of the team because it benefits everyone, actually. It does benefit everyone. I think if, Mm -hmm. and I think this is what's happened with Aubameyang, If Aubameyang doesn't play at Arsenal for a number of weeks, people who don't really watch Arsenal think he's our best player. So they go, why isn't Aubameyang playing? And there's a whole inquest in the Daily Mail and the Mirror and the Sun, etc., etc., of people who don't actually watch the football and just analyse results. They go, where's Aubameyang? And there's a problem, and there's a, there's a media problem, and that's all the questions he's being asked. Whereas in this situation, I think Arteta's seen. Look, he's consistently broken rules. He's consistently now not performing, and I have an opportunity here to get him out of the team without loads of questions being asked about why you are, aren't you playing him. There's questions about where he is, and there's questions about you know what you can do with him, but there's no questions about why aren't you playing him. It's very clear why he's not playing him, because if he was playing well, he'd be in the team, and if he you know was disciplined himself, he'd be in the team. I think it's an opportunity in in some ways for for Arteta and and probably something he's discussed and gone, look, if we there's an opportunity here to move on from the Aubameyang era Arsenal and create a new because he's a very different player from Lacazette and we have to play differently. And he doesn't quite work on the left, he doesn't have the industry for and we need sort of we need sort of two runners in the team, or certainly one runner and a creative runner like Saka he upsets our balance a little bit, and I, I just think it's an opportunity. So I, I, I think it's also an opportunity yeah. with you know the unfortunate news of
0: Aguero retiring means that Barca are in desperate need of a striker and could end up not qualifying for the Champions League because of their poor league form. You know that's that's a big opportunity to if we say to them you can have a for five million pounds, or even yep. you could have a for free, just pay his wages. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and get and his
1: take wages them. off. Yeah, you
0: yeah, know, absolutely. That's absolutely. that's a big opportunity for Arsenal because, you know, we've we've talked in private before. There's over a million pounds a week in wages at the club being eaten up right now by near peripheral members of the squad. Yeah. Kalasinac is on a hundred grand a week. Leno's on a hundred grand a week. Lacazette's on hundred and eighty, and he's leaving in the summer. Aubameyang's on two fifty. Um, Cedric's on like seventy. You know, all of these players who... All five of those... And Pepe's on like 140. You know, all of these players, these six players that you're thinking about are going like, yeah, it'd be good to just get them gone in the summer and sell them. Like, you're, you're freeing up a million pounds a week in wages that you can reinvest. Like, it's... Mm. Getting but that fun. bigger chunk off will just give us more... And then especially if we get the... Even if it's just the Europa League that we qualified for this season, that next level of financing and pushing a million pounds a week off the wage bill... The amount that Arsenal will be able to spend in the summer and commit to people is next level.
1: It's also the free agents as well. I've been thinking about this. Like, you know, why do Arsenal never make those sort of what would be perceived as maybe smart moves or pre-contract things for big players who we don't have to pay the, the fee for? Problem is the wage. They'll be asking, you know, if we if we moved for a Di Maria, I'm not saying we would, but, you know, we'd be looking at three, 400 grand a week. But if we move for a... You know, other other players who are kind of coming to the end of their contracts. I think often the problem is the wage structure and we can reset that wage structure now and and it's an opportunity. Uh, yep. Brad, we've just got time for a little bit of Arsenal trivia. Last time out, I asked you how many of the last 27 league visits to Arsenal have Southampton won? How many of the last Zero. 27 league visits to Arsenal have Santa one? You are correct. Zero. How many have we won? And how many have we drawn? One twenty-one drawn six. That wouldn't make sense. Uh, what no, that would make sense. I'm I'm the I'm the idiot. 119 <laughs> drawn eight. That was good. Ah, so close. Uh, next question. <laughs> You'll like this one, Brad. What year? Was my granddad born? Oil found in Dubai. I've just been just come back from Dubai, and white sleeves first on an Arsenal shirt. What was the year when my granddad was born? Oil was found in Dubai, and white sleeves were first on an Arsenal shirt.
0: <laughs>
1: For sake, there you go. Enjoy that one, listeners. Because I've just come back from Dubai. I don't know if I. Yeah, so, I was but, waiting for that. There we go. And again. Yeah. Dubai. One more time, for good measure? Dubai. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> uh, Brad, it's a pleasure as always. <laughs> always, mate. Always. We may not have a podcast next week. It, well, it depends on whether there's games or not. We, we will podcast at some point, but I'm not sure when depending on whether we actually Maybe play... Maybe a Sunderland
0: game, depending on well, if it gets cancelled.
1: That's what I mean. I don't know if it's going to... Because if we... I don't know what we're going to do about that, whether it actually goes ahead or not. Because well, London we'll is see. a hotbed of COVID. <laughs> a hotbed of the old Omicron. Yeah. Uh, yes. it's no yes. surprise that Omicron is an anagram of no crimbo. Oh, is it? Oh, and Delta and Omicron are anagrams of media control. I saw that yesterday. Oh, god. <laughs> enjoy People that! Radios, man—they're after us, man—they're after us. Uh, With all that yes. media control, you know the media,
0: media, news, media—it's the fake
1: news media. Honestly, uh, fake news on, media. On a serious note, stay safe, everyone. Um, we have a Christmas mask, special. Get your boosters. Yes, please wear your mask. Please get your boosters. We have a Christmas special coming out. Uh, actually, that's when we—that's po- that'll be the next podcast because that's on Tuesday morning. We are recording with a uh, friend of the show and friend of ours Andy Sellers oh. uh, to do our Christmas oh. special again. Brad, am I am I going to beat you again? Is it going to happen? Is it am I going to go 2 for 0? <laughs> but did wasn't there a bit of controversy with miscounted points last year? No, th- tell you what happened, Brad. I was so far ahead that Andy reinvented the rules to make it in a more interesting podcast. That's what happened. <laughs> go back and listen to it. Go back and listen. Look at the eyebrows. <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna go two for zero. Don't, don't you worry. Um, looking forward to that. uh We have a lot of uh, stupid, silly, festive fun on the way for you. Thanks, as always, for listening. Keep it different, knock. Thank you for another good year of diff knock. You know, it's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we're near the end, aren't we? Want we'll to Thank do a little you. yeah review or something? Maybe not. Uh, what we should do is do a super cut of all of our best
0: like moments, like. Me losing my fucking noggin in January last year, or
1: something. You can do that, Brad. I bloody edit the podcast. You can find them. Fuck you can it go. You, God, you, could you? Could you imagine the amount of hours of footage? I didn't yeah. Listen to. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, if anyone fancies doing that, we would not pay you, but it would it would be fun. Uh, It'd be funny. Thanks as always for listening. Keep it different, knock, and we will see you later. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to The Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at diffknock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.